All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. My dad works in B2B marketing. But I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know, the best thing I've, I've heard was just build a product that people desperately want. Investors will follow suit. Customers will follow suit too, but sometimes it, it takes a little pushing for customers if it's something very new, right? People didn't automatically want the automobile from going from a horse and buggy. But I talk to customers on a weekly basis. Um, I have like an open calendar where, you know, customers can like schedule time with me. I ask them, you know, what is it that they're experiencing? So we're, I'm constantly like looking at the product from their perspective. I'm Will Lucas, and this is Black Tech Green Money. I'm going to introduce you to some of the biggest names, some of the brightest minds, and brilliant ideas. If you're black in building or simply using tech to secure your bag, this podcast is for you. Tamar Blue is founder and CEO at Mental Happy, a mental health platform which helps individuals overcome challenging life events via professionally-led peer support groups. The startup recently came through Y Combinator, arguably the most admired startup accelerator. It's Mental Health Month, 
And historically, mental health was not a conversation in our community and likely the opposite of a conversation, a stigma, a reflection of weakness. So I asked Tamar, can she talk about how at least the conversation has changed in our community and what might be behind the openness to have the discussion about mental health? Yeah, that's that's a very great question. We started Mental Happy six years ago. And it doesn't sound like a long time, but I feel like progress mental health has made feels like 20 years in, in the six years because it just, it wasn't a thing. And it definitely wasn't a thing to talk about amongst um, people of color. I have a Caribbean background. My co-founder um, is from, you know, Ghana, West Africa. And we were the ones kind of pushing the charge, like in our families and our friend friend groups to talk about it, um, especially like amongst um, even men, right? Men of color, it wasn't a conversation. And I think now the reason why it is becoming um, such a hot topic, I think people are just worn out. We're just we're just worn. We're fed up with everything that is happening in society. I mean, you have work stressors, you have life stressors, you have um, just really horrific things that are seen um, and experienced collectively through social media online. And, and I think we're just, as a society, just at our absolute breaking point mentally and emotionally. Um, and, and we want real solutions for ourselves and for our loved ones. What's important is that you have faith in people, that they're basically good and smart. And if you give them the tools, they'll do wonderful things with them. And how does technology fit in the scope of, you know, helping people both protect their mental health and repair their mental health? Yeah, we we battle with that being a tech company, too. Right. Because we're a platform that brings people together but we're not necessarily bringing people together to just, you know, do a dance or, you know, something else that could be healing to the soul. Right. But we're just not that platform. Um, and I, I do believe that we are a tool, but I a hundred percent agree with him in that we are nothing without the providers on the platform who want to share their expertise. We're nothing without the, the survivors even on the platform. You don't have to just be a licensed professional to really help facilitate these groups. So it, it's a tool that we entrust in people who have experiences, who have expertise, and just who really have a, a heart to, to do this type of work. So did I hear, you know, this, you know, internal battle that you, you battle being a tech company? Did I hear that in your voice just now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> it, you don't, you don't want people to, 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 you don't want to heal, right? Like as a healer, you just, that means people need to be sick in order for you to exist as a healer. Like it's, it doesn't feel good. I don't feel good knowing that a problem needs to exist in order um, for me to like keep solving. So I, I internally battle with that a lot. Um, and yeah, as a, as a tech company, um, we're always thinking about like, are we truly solving something and how do we keep people safe? You know, um, when we started mental happy, we had over a hundred thousand people in a Facebook group that we were running these, uh, peer support groups, uh, through, and it was tough. Like it was tough to keep people safe from trolling and, 
and bullying and things of that nature. So we're, we're always top of mind of like how impactful um, is our work and is it is it adding any value versus like creating one more thing that people have to like log on to and manage and, and things of that nature. So I, I've read a story um, or another interview you were on and you were talking about how the company started and you started like giving away or maybe not giving away, but you know, distributing like actual product or maybe it was care packages or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And I'm hearing yeah. you talk about now, like you're a healer and you know, you started it with a Facebook group, but I imagine, and I'm going to speak, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm going to, I'm going to say what I'm assuming is happening. And then I want you to give me clarity if you could. And so sure. what I'm hearing is that, you know, you want to do the good work, but you might recognize that there has to be a market opportunity in order to do that work more fully and, yep. and scale impact. Is that what I'm hearing? Yep. A hundred percent. You nailed it. So, uh, giving is a, is a good word. Um, it's accurate. We started off, um, really curating these, uh, we called them wellness kits at the time. And, uh, we did give them away and, uh, we gave them away to just a few people that we had admired and only the few people at the time, um, in the, in the tech space and just people of color talking about mental health. They shared it on their social media um, so social media can be good. I'm not saying it's bad, but they shared it on their social media and uh, the product immediately just went uh, viral. Like we had people requesting to buy a product that we didn't actually even have at the time. We just made a few batches of this thing. And, uh, my co-founder looked at me and was like, well, I guess, you know, this is a business, like we have to do this now. And so the product has evolved from us doing these wellness kits, selling them, to consumers who were gifting it to like friends, family member. We always get asked what's in the wellness, what was in the wellness kits at the time? And <laughs> it was a long time ago, so I'm gonna try to remember, but um, it was just a way to, at the time there was like this box craves, right? Like everything was a subscription box. And um, I just kind of joked with my co-founder, like, you know, there should be a, a box that, you know, there were all these like beauty kit boxes. Like there should be a box to help you um, you know, focus on the beauty on the inside. So when we made these wellness kits, they had things like meaningful journals, but we also broke down like how to journal, right? Like, remember, we're talking to a group of people who don't know what these tools are. And um, I just kind of collectively took all my experience that I learned from therapy, you know, practicing gratitude, practicing mindfulness, like how to journal, um, using positive affirmations and um, positive self-talk and things just so we're, we took physical products that represented those things. And um, we put them in this kit and it the kit kind of walked everyone through how to um, self-care or what is known professionally is, is self-activation, self-management. Um, and people really loved it. And uh, we started doing that back in 2016. Um, it was a wonderful product. We actually got accepted into Y Combinator because of it, we grew to selling it to very large corporations that had, you know, thousands, like 5,000 above employees that they were purchasing the kits for and, and giving them to when those employees had a significant life event. Um, but, you know, just being obsessed with the work that we're doing, we just kept on thinking, like, how do we reach more people? Like, how do we, you know, sell a product that's, you know, even less in expense and less in um, roadblocks and shipping and, you know, just all of this stuff. And like, what if you speak another language? Like, how do we reach more people? Um, 
And that's how we made the, the transition from that physical product to um, the SaaS platform that we have that we have now. Did you go into this thinking you were going to have to build something that scales or did when you started doing the, the wellness kits or care packages, did, was that idea what we were going to do? No, you know, I'm a big believer that, you know, you can't get from here to there. <laughs> you can only get from like right here to like right there, you know, just like these small, <laughs> these small steps, right? Because there to there just feels like a big jump and you probably wouldn't do it because it feels too big. But at the time we were just focused on the here. And then when we were focused on the here and then more things started showing up, more things started showing up. And someone introduced us to Y Combinator and we were like, okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll try to apply and see if we can, if we can be this physical product company getting into this huge tech company, right. Um, or this huge tech accelerator that has spawned all these great tech companies. So, um, it just really kept on snowballing. What do you think it was that gets a Y Combinator's attention in what you were doing then? I get what you're doing now, why they would be interested, mm -hmm. but if you were them, yeah. you know, six years ago, you said, or when, or whenever that, you know, period of time was, what was it about what you were building in your, from your perspective that says to them, this is interesting? Yeah. You know, um, if I had to look at it from their perspective, not putting words in their mouths, but <laughs> their perspective is that, um, you know, it, I think a lot of people have really great ideas. It's another thing to, um, figure out how you're going to bring that idea into fruition on zero resources. Like I started mental happy with like literally the last $250 I had on my American express, uh, card. So, um, and then we had to kind of figure out like, how are we going to get money for the product from there? Um, and I, I think that what they find interest uh, in founders is founders who are people who seem uh, relentless and seem like they're not going to give up no matter what the obstacles. Um, and then also people who say like, I've built this product, like I've built this company and you should give me money to make it expand versus people coming and saying, oh, I have all of these ideas, you should give me money <laughs> and let me figure out my idea. And, and we, we already had a business. Um, we were selling to, you know, really top companies in the country um, and, and hospitals. And so it, it was just kind of, I guess, a, a no brainer for them at that point. And then when you think of our perspective, right, um, as people of color, like we're so resilient as a people, like we were coming to Y Combinator no Ivy League background, no parent connections, no, um, you know, our family helped us raise $100,000 for our friends and family around. They, they probably looked at us like, who, who left the door open <laughs> to let yeah. these people <laughs> walk in here? You know, like who left a window open? Like, how did you guys sneak in here? Cause that's honest to God, how I felt like, I felt like we snuck our way through, but, um, yeah, we, we yeah. overcame a lot of talk, obstacles. Talk about that because I've, I've talked to somebody before who went through YC and, you know, you're a black woman and you're in this thing, you're building something for mental health. And you're also in the same room with guys who are trying to implant your brain into somebody else's body. Like, how does it, yeah. <laughs> how does it feel to be in <laughs> yeah. that space? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, 
<laughs> I just, I, truthfully, I didn't know much about Y Combinator going in. <laughs> I know when they see this video, they're going to laugh, but I didn't know much about Y Combinator going in. So I had like zero intimidation on like who they were, you know, what are they, it was only until like I had gotten to the interview that I realized, oh my goodness, they <laughs> spun up Airbnb, they spun up like DoorDash yeah. and Stripe and just like all these companies. And it just kind of felt a little overwhelming in the interview. But um, I, I really think if, for for me personally, I don't know about my, co- my co-founder at the time, I it just kind of felt like validation. Like I felt like I had been doing all these things all my life. And for the first time, you know, aside from color, aside from, you know, being a woman, someone was just saying you were, you're a bright, smart human being. Um, And, and we're not, we don't get that privilege ever or at all as people of color to just be smart human beings. I love that. Uh, Often, all too often, technology can be the vehicle that things that want to attack our mental health ride in. And can you talk about how technology can be helpful to positive mental health? You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. 
We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. What we battle with, right, is like how, especially on our platform with Mental Happy, we talk amongst ourselves all the time, like how much of outside influence should we allow on the platform within the peer support groups? So one of the things that we mindfully do is that we don't allow um, other social media links to um, be shared on the platform. We'll allow like video hosting links. Um, so like the YouTubes, the Vimeos, um, cause that's a, a medium for like sharing education and information. But um, news articles and uh, social articles we don't allow on the platform. Um, we also are mindful about not allowing uh, direct messaging like DMs. So social media isn't bad. It's just taking it just taking the best parts of it, right? Like social media is great in that I wouldn't know what's happening out in Ukraine if it what like sometimes the truth, right? Like the real videos of what's happening out in Ukraine from like a perspective of someone who's you know 18 or 16 who has to fight a war or parents who have to be separated from their children. Um, so there, there is a lot of valid information that can come from social media. I think what we've done, um, at least I hope what we're continuing to do is really taking the best parts of what makes, um, a digital platform and technology 
meaningful for human beings and taking out um, or leaving out some of the, the harmful parts. You know, I say this and some people might, you know, raise an eyebrow because I'm like, I don't watch the news. I don't read a lot of news. I'm very mindful Same. of, you know, my own mental health because I can find myself, I can say, like, I'm just watching news. I haven't watched the news, maybe Nightline or whatever in a long time. Or oh, it might be interesting. Let me watch. And then I find myself like having trouble going to sleep that night or the next day being yeah. anxious or, and I'm like, why am I so anxious? And I didn't realize that that gateway, just watching a news program where it's, yeah. you know, good news and bad news, but you don't realize what it's doing to you. And I wonder what are some other maybe unknown drivers that may have, that may be mainstream, may be pervasive that we may not recognize as inputs of negative, you know, inspiration to bad mental health. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, just taking it offline. I'm, I'm completely here. You I'm the same way. And, um, you know, I think the feedback people would give people like you and me is that, well, how do you stay on top of what's happening in the world? Like, how are you, um, you know, you can be an impactful human being if you know what's happening and you can know what's happening, but you know, I don't have to listen to hours and hours or watch hours and hours of the news or have that be like the first thing that pops up yeah. um, on my phone, like whether it's a shooting, a bombing, and then that's like the first piece of Oh, can I, can I, I don't want to stop. I, I digest. I watch people and I sit next to people and they have their phone and like news alerts will go off all day long. I'm yeah, like, like, yeah, all day long. How do you do that? Right, right, right. Yeah, 100%. I'm just like, I don't know. I, I just, I couldn't. And then you become, it's like watching a car accident. Like you just, be, you can't look away, you know, you want to know the next developing thing and the next developing thing and the next developing thing. So, um, you know, I, I take it as sound bites um, and I, I limit it. But I think the other way that people can be mindful of like what they're digesting with their ears um, and their spirit, right, is um, engaging in um, conversations with people that, that may be negative. Uh, the hardest thing to do in that is disengaging from those conversations with family members. Mm. Um, We often hear on the platform and there are a lot of groups that are around like, you know, uh, dealing with like narcissism in your family, dealing with like toxic people in your family. So I I think making that, that disconnect with news is oftentimes like having to do it with the closest people around you um, and just saying respectfully, like, you know, Hey, my boundary is that I've, I've had enough. Um, or my boundary is I'm not emotionally in a space to really process this or, or talk about it now or even ever. And that's okay too. So we're having this whole conversation about web three and particularly the metaverse. And you've probably been at least around a bunch of conversations around the metaverse and ready player one. I don't know if you ever, ever read the book or seen the movie ready player one, but it was my favorite book. No, Um, But it kind of describes, you know, vividly what the metaverse could look like one day. Uh, But when you hear things like the metaverse being described and people potentially one day spending a lot of time in this virtual world, what does that make you think about, you know, regarding your position as a healer and, you know, a mental health advocate? Yeah, that, you know... Don't get me wrong. I think cool things should exist in tech 
Um, I really do. Um, I think we've made a lot of technological advancements and it, it only makes sense that we start imagining worlds and places that are fun or interesting, um, really allow us to tap into um, escapism is, isn't a bad thing. Distraction is, is actually a really good mental health tool. You know, sometimes if you're experiencing moments of very high anxiety, kind of distracting yourself from that trigger works. But I, I do have some concerns that, um, you know, we might be really, really, really disconnecting um, from people and, and uh, relationships in a meaningful full way. I could be very wrong, you know, I'd like to think I have a crystal ball, but <laughs> I'm probably, you know, not 100% accurate all the time. But it, 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 it is cause for alarm, um, especially for like younger kids that are um, trying to make sense of their physical world around them. So there was this um, tw a tweet I saw where this guy was talking about, you know, we already live in a metaverse. And his description was, most of so many things we care about and so much of our lives is happening through virtual worlds, whether that be Twitter or our Instagram, which is, you know, photoshopped in so many ways, filters and all these things or TikTok. Right. And so we care the things that we value are the likes and the shares and the retweets and the reshares, all those things. And so he was saying that we already live in a metaverse when the things that we do all day are in this virtual world, the internet. Now, what do you say to that sort of take, if you will? All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. 
Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Yeah, um, I see his point. And I think I think no matter what you create in technology, because sometimes you'll build a feature and then people take that feature to a whole nother, you know, I mean, Instagram was, you know, it allows you to share your experiences, allows you to share where you've been through like video and, and photos and stuff. But human beings, once they touch your technology, they just kind of take it to a whole nother level for good or bad. Right. Um, but I would not uh, completely agree that we live in a metaverse. I mean, these products were come, they came together with people in a physical space that we understand it, right? Um, a physical space and they collaborated together and they continue to, to collaborate together. The, the images and photos that are shared in this metaverse are of, of a real concrete time and place, right? Mm. Like if I post a picture of my family Yes, it's out on the internet, but we were, you know, on solid ground at the time that we took the picture. Um, so I, I, I don't totally agree. I, I, I'm not saying the metaverse shouldn't exist. I'm just saying, you know, if, if it is what it is, that's fine. But let's try to um, uh, digest it in a, in a different way than, than we have been digesting a lot of the digital uh, things that are out there. You know, you raised a million dollars and last I looked, it might be more now, but you raised a million dollars for this. And you talked a little bit about, you know, the technology not necessarily wanting to embrace or seeing the need to embrace being a technology company, but you, you went through YC. Mm -hmm. And so there's obviously market opportunity for being a healer in so many respects. Yeah, I understand that it's needed and necessary and it's, you know, good work. It's um, necessary work. Um, and it's purposeful work, you know, but when you think about market opportunity, when people are investing money into your thing, what is it that, you know, how does that strike you as somebody who just wants to really help people? And I'm not saying you just want to help people. You want to live a good life too, I imagine. But how do you reconcile (laughs) those two things? Yeah, I, um, I, I guess I never thought of them as separate things. Um, you know, the, the, the best thing I've, I've heard at YC was, you know, just, just build a product that people desperately want, you know, investors will follow suit. Um, customers will follow suit too, but sometimes it it takes a little pushing customers if it's something very new, right. Um, people didn't automatically want the automobile from going from uh, a horse and buggy. Um, but I, you know, I, I like to think that I am a product CEO, um, I talk to customers on a weekly basis. Um, I have like an open calendar where, you know, customers can like schedule time with me. I ask them, you know, what is it that they're experiencing on both ends, right? The, the group members and the providers themselves. So we're, I'm constantly like looking at the product 
from their perspective. And when you when you're building something that you're passionate about, yes, there is some like investors want to see this, investors want to see that. But I think we've I think we've grown up enough as a company to just be like, you know, we know what our customers want from us. Um, we know where the market opportunity lies in terms of, you know, currently in the market, there are only about 30 or 31 licensed professionals per every 100,000 people hmm. in the United States. Um, so if we all decided, and which we are uh, collectively, we're all starting to decide that we want to seek out therapy. They just don't have the human power to deal with like, I think the head of the APA called this tsunami level demand, like the swell is just that much. Um, and we, we spin up a product that allows these peer support groups to be either their sole practice in running peer support groups or an extension of their practice. And I think knowing the market, knowing where the pain point is, is really what makes us very appealing um, to investors because um, we do have the proof points. We have, um, since we started, since we launched it, uh, this particular product like eight months ago, we have thousands of people enjoying you know, over 50 of these uh, specialized groups that are unique to life events. You know, they're not just, oh, I have anxiety or I have, you know, depression. And we, we get to like the core of what people want to talk about, which is, you know, their life stuff. I went through a divorce. You know, I was diagnosed with this illness or, you know, I'm taking care of uh, my partner and I'm now I'm a caregiver. I didn't expect to be married and be a caregiver. I'm taking care of an elderly parent um, or I'm adopted. Um, and I'm just kind of unpacking that as an adult. So these are, we have like over 47 different life event related categories. And I think understanding your customers, understanding your market, um, and really knowing how you'd use these people's money and telling them specifically how, you know, how we're going to use your money to grow, to be this, um, you know, to be this global provider is, is really, um, is really what gets them to believe in you. And if, and if that doesn't align, which more often than not, you're going to hear a lot of no's from investors, um, and that's okay. Um, we are allowing people to invest in Mental Happy. Oh. Um, via Start Engine, yeah. Um, we did a <laughs> we did a, a a stock a common stock round, which means people have like real equity stake in the company. Um, two years ago, yeah. and we're bringing it back um, before we do our Series A. Just like one last time, letting yeah. micro investors invest in Mental Happy before we kind of only take on uh, big investors in the and the check amounts yeah, <laughs> are yeah. too high for people to attain. Yeah, so I've the seen minimum is. Uh, I've seen a couple people go through mm -hmm. this. Well, Isaac Hayes went through this. Don Dixon told. So we just go to startengine.com and search for Mental Happy. Yeah. And and then yep, what are the numbers? It's startengine.com uh, and the minimum. The minimum is uh, 500 to invest. So, you know, just uh, a couple hundred dollars and you can be a real investor and have um, a stake in, in Mental Happy. You get real investor updates. You really get treated like an investor. Um, you know, we don't treat you like second class citizens just because, you know, the amount isn't $500,000 um, like other investors. But um, it's, it's a really great opportunity that's near and dear to me because financial freedom is something I was taught about a lot as a kid from my mom, like owning a home, owning stocks and things of that nature. So, um, and she worked for a company that 
provided their employees with uh, common stocks and things of that nature. So it just feels really great to be able to extend, you know, this opportunity through um, Start Engine for people who want to invest in pre-IPO opportunities, which there aren't a lot of, especially of people of color, there aren't a lot of. Um, I read in an interview you did that, you know, like the shelter in place orders we were under as a you know, country um, and in many places in the world um, two years ago, how it impacted you know, the demand for your offering. Um, can you talk about having great timing, um, how you may see indicators in the market that the market is moving towards you in general terms? So it's not if I'm not building a mental health company how to recognize indicators that the market is moving towards your offering. And then, you know, if you were to embrace web three, what it might look like for what you're building. Yeah. Um, There's a lot there. So web three, yeah, I know. So web three, I haven't, I haven't really um, gotten to the place of um, thinking that through. So, you know, full disclosure, I, I see the conversations that even like other social platforms are having about it. Like I, I think the the former CEO of like Twitter, Jack, he made some comments about it. it. It's one, you know, it's like one of those inevitable things. Like I think digital wallets and all those things are going to change as well. I don't, I don't think my, I don't think my kids are going to have, they have bank accounts now, but I don't think they're going to, you know, need a physical bank account even yeah. by the time they're five. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so it is something to kind of like get ahead of and think about, but in terms of like, um, the other pieces of like what we're pulling together, um, with the technology and how it's, it's going to change. It's something that we just, we just try to stay on top of and be mindful of. And the only way I could like really best answer that question is just really kind of getting out in front of customers and and putting some type of product that looks like that in front of them and sussing out like okay is this useful is it not useful in terms of like market indicator um i'm just I, you know i meditate every day so i try to like ground myself and see what feels internally true to me um and we started doing this six years ago and that's what felt true to me and pivoting to software um I'm not going to lie to you. It was, you know, I, I think we've, me in particular, I think I've done a good job of proving everyone wrong with the product. Um, we've raised more money with this, um, with this SaaS product than we did the physical product. Um, we have more users and more followers. We have more partnerships. And with the physical product, everyone was saying, no, it's going so well. You should just, you know, keep forging forward and doing that. And I was just like, no, I just, I really feel like, um, the ties are changing and we should um, change with that. And then boom, like the shutdowns happen, the lockdowns happen, all kinds of like supply chain issues. Like if we, if we would have stayed a physical product, like everybody wanted me to, like, like even my co-founder, some investors, um, we would have been kind of stuck. You know, we, we probably would have forcibly um, had to pivot versus having the forethought to pivot. So I want to end here. Um, I'm going to ask you for some advice because, you know, a lot of our, even me, you know, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur outside of, you know, running the podcast and Afrotech and et cetera. And I, I was thinking about this yesterday in 
the I wake up to a hundred emails that I actually have to respond to. I have a whole different email account mm -hmm. that the spam goes to, yeah. but the emails that are in my <laughs> inbox, I actually have to do something about, right? And then you're right. out in the world and inputs are coming all day. People want demanding your time and then responsibilities that you have to take care of. And I realized yeah. if I don't take the time to write these things down, write the things down that I need to do, then they're all in my head. Mm -hmm. And therefore that's anxiety inducing and not just for me, but oh, for, for the people sure. like that. And so like the people who listen to this show, either startup founders, they're entrepreneurs, they're trying to build something. Maybe they're doing that internally at another company or they're trying to build their own thing but they're doers they're people who want to do something so if you could give us some simple things we could do mine was just just writing keeping a list a to-do list like actual written yeah. one because my notes yeah. one wasn't really satiating my need for decompressing so an actual right. piece of paper and a pen that helped me but if you could yeah. give us some simple things that these listeners can do these viewers also um to help protect their mental health. Yeah, that's that's a good. So I am uh, I am cursive handwriting years old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I only recently learned. <laughs> I only recently learned it's not taught in school anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it makes sense, but I am that old um, where we had to like learn how to write in cursive. So I'm a pen and paper person too. Even when I sketch out products. And I do wireframes for the company. I know there's like a million wonderful wireframing tools out there, but I still uh, pen and pad, like sketch out a frame. I do have, because I'm paper conscious, I at least, correction, my husband makes me paper conscious. But, <laughs> um, I do now like a digital writer. And what I love about my digital writer, it's called Remarkable. Um, it's a little bit of investment, but Someone goes through like maybe 20 notebooks a year. Um, I had to cut down the amount of paper I'm using. Um, but Remarkable feels like paper um, and it writes like paper. And that's where I take my notes every day. So I empty out my thoughts at night. Um, again, like you, just so I'm not high anxiety. Um, and in the morning, I'll also empty out um, my thoughts. Um, and then the other things that I start off in the morning, um, as much as I can is meditation. And honestly, now with my routine and, and being a new mom, that looks very, very different. I used to luxuriously take like, you know, 40 minutes of meditation and do yoga and all this stuff. But now it's like, you know, 10 minutes of meditation and maybe five minutes of yoga stretching, um, because that's all my little one will allow me to do before he wants my attention. Um, so you know, I, I definitely deeply believe in meditation. I think even if you're not sure how to meditate, you're not exactly sure if you're doing it right. I think just even taking a moment in the morning where you're not immediately running to your phone, like you buffer, like I'm not going to look at my phone before, you know, 7am or 8am or whatever that looks like for your schedule. And, you know, even if you can't clear your mind, you immediately clear your mind by just taking deep breaths in and holding and then deep breaths out, deep breaths in and then deep breaths out slowly. And, and just the, fo the forcing function of focusing on your breath clears your mind. Um, and I would say um, the, other, the other tool that I, that I do is if you can, if you live in an, an area, connecting with nature is so important. And if you live somewhere where it's like hard or you, know, it's, you don't have a lot of nature around you, even something as simple as getting a plant, <laughs> you know what I mean, is, 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 is close enough um, to nature. But I try to um, walk outside 
um, as much as I can because um, I did suffer from panic attacks in my 20s. And those were some of the things that I learned through therapy and then also learning um, what's, what's right for me too. Black Tech Green Money is a production of Blavity Afrotech on the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia. And it's produced by Morgan DeBond and me, Will Lucas, with additional production support by Love Beach and Marissa Lewis. A special thank you to Micah Davis, Jermaine Hall, and Vanessa Serrano. Learn more about my guests and other tech disruptors and innovators at Afrotech.com. And the video version of this episode will drop to Black Tech Green Money on YouTube next week, so tap in. Enjoy your Black Tech Green Money. Leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Go get your money. Peace and love. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic. And at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems 
may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.